Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. Welcome to the Corona Premier Golf Show on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Presented by Corona Premier. With only 2.6 carbs and just 90 calories, it's the light beer you've been waiting for. Also presented by Edward Jones, making sense of investing. And by Erskine Park Golf Course, Elbel Park Golf Course, and Studebaker Park Golf Course. Now, here's Darren Pritchett. Good morning, everyone. Hope your Saturday morning is off to a terrific start. It must be because you're listening to The Golf Show, presented by Michelob Ultra on 960 AM WSBT. We are streaming live at WSBTradio.com and on the WSBT radio app. 30 minutes of golf talk coming your way on this Saturday morning. Hopefully you get a chance to hit some golf balls if you have not already this golf season. Beautiful weather is on the way. Eventually, we're going to have consistent warm weather so you can enjoy the great game of golf. We're going to recap what happened on the PGA Tour last weekend in our second segment, the RBC Heritage, a classic golf tournament down at Hilton Head, won by Matthew Fitzpatrick, his second PGA Tour title. But in this opening segment, I want to discuss something that I touched on last week. It became a big deal again So I want to talk about it on this week's golf show presented by Michelob Ultra, and that is slow play on the PGA Tour and even slow play at your favorite golf course or country club. It is something that every golf owner has to deal with. It is not a fun topic. The last thing you want to do as someone that owns a golf course is to upset people that are paying customers, but at the same time, If they don't get upset about being told to play quicker, hey, the people behind them are going to get even more frustrated that the play is slow and they may not come back to your golf course. So it is a touchy subject. I love when golf courses or country clubs have people out there on the golf course pushing people to play quicker, offering them suggestions. It is probably one of the more frustrating things in the game of golf outside of hitting the golf ball itself. It is dealing with with slow play. Golf takes a while. 18 holes can take three, five, five and a half hours out of your day. And so many times you can play a whole lot quicker if the people around you are playing at a good pace. This became a hot topic once again. Two weekends ago at Augusta National, the Sunday pairings at the Masters, Brooks Kepka was in the final pairing with John Rahm. Right in front of them was Patrick Cantlay and Victor Hovland. Now, Cantlay is an established player, one of the better players on the PGA Tour, but he does oftentimes take too much time, and it frustrates people around him. In fact, we saw in the fourth round of the Masters, a major championship, there was a point where Cantlay was still walking down the fairway And Hovland was just off the green, and I would say Cantley was 40, 50 yards away from the green. Hovland went ahead and played. 
He had the honor anyway. He was farthest away from the hole, but he was just tired of waiting on Cantley, so he hit the shot. After the golf tournament, Kepka complained how slow the group in front of him was, basically pointing a finger at Patrick Cantley. Fast forward, last weekend, the RBC Heritage at Hilton Head. I think this was Thursday, a video went viral. And, of course, it was Cantley getting ready to tee off in competition. And if you watch the entire video, it is extremely frustrating because we probably all know someone as recreational golfers that takes way too much time to hit the golf ball. Years ago, fans used to get so frustrated at Spain's Sergio Garcia. He would regrip and he would waggle and waggle, and it would take forever for him to hit shots. And some of the American fans would taunt him a little bit, which is not necessarily good, but I understand the frustration. So at the Heritage, there was a video that went viral showing Cantley standing on the tee, and once he addressed the golf ball, it took him 44 seconds to hit the shot. He did not back off at any point. He was standing over the golf ball, waggling the club, regripping the club, readjusting his feet, and he just wouldn't pull the trigger. Finally, 44 seconds later, he hit the shot. To me, that is overly excessive. In fact, I know he's a professional. He is so much better than any of us could ever imagine. He knows what he's doing. He's a professional. But standing over the golf ball that long drives me absolutely insane. I can't stand over the golf ball that long because you start thinking, I need to do this, my left arm, my right arm, shifting my weight, keep my head down. A million thoughts go through your head. So I'm actually impressed that he can stand over the golf ball 44 seconds before finally pulling the club back and hitting a really good shot. But 44 seconds just is not good for the game of golf. Look at Major League Baseball. The games had become long, boring, not enough action, too much time in between pitches. It's a very similar situation to what's going on with some people on the PGA Tour. The play just lags. There is just way too much downtime in times of the round where there shouldn't be, like standing over a golf shot for 44 seconds. Now, there was a moment in the Heritage last weekend that I think is a little different. And, of course, it was Patrick Cantley involved once again. On the back nine, he hit his shot near a green where there's a pond and there's like, I would call it railroad, railroad, railroad tile that, separates the green from the water and his ball lodged up against a couple of the tiles and it was an awkward shot should he just drop it out of fear the ball just might kick back in the water if he tries to hit it so it took him three four minutes I'm going to estimate to make a decision hit the shot now you could see the two people in his group Jordan Spieth and Matthew Matthew Fitzpatrick getting very frustrated it was taking so long now to me that's a different story that's a rare situation where you have to kind of think it through and you have to see whether you can hit the shot or not but otherwise the game can be played at a must much faster pace now you take a look at the PGA Tour 
Now, they have timings in place. You are permitted 40 seconds to play a shot and an extra 10 seconds for a total of 50 seconds for if you're the first player to stroke on a par 3, the first player to hit a second shot on a par 4 or par 5. You also get 50 seconds if you're the first player to play a third shot on a par 5, first player to play around the putting green, and the first player to play on the putting green. I actually didn't know that until I looked up the rules. Any player in a group being timed who exceeds the applicable time to play a stroke will be informed as soon as possible. Now, first offense, no penalty, but you get a warning. Second offense, one more bad timing, and you get a one-stroke penalty. Third offense is a two-stroke penalty, and your fourth offense is disqualification from the tournament. Any timing exceeding the applicable time to play a stroke will be carried over throughout the golf tournament. So this isn't just one day. It's over the four days of the golf tournament. Now, that seems totally fair to me. And the first time exceeding this issue, I mean, you're going to get fined. And the second time exceeding the applicable time to play a stroke is a fine of $50,000, and the numbers go up from there. For the patrons at the golf tournament, for the people watching at home, it just needs to be played at a quicker pace. Now, for those of us that just are recreational golfers, maybe you just play on the weekend or you play a whole lot, whatever the case may be, the United States Golf Association has some tips for all of us so play can be quicker and we can all enjoy our round of golf. First off, let me say this. If if you are playing slow, you should understand you're playing slow by looking behind you. If you're on the green and there are people waiting in the fairway and there are people waiting on the tee, that's a problem. That should not happen. Now, if there's a lost ball, if you're searching for a golf ball in a wooded area, in a area with high grass where there's water, that's a totally different situation. It You get time to look for the golf ball. But if you're not having any issues like that, it should not take that long to play a hole. Now, sometimes on a par, five people that can reach it in two are going to wait. That is totally understandable. But if you're on a par three green and there are people waiting on the tee, there is no reason why you shouldn't wave to those individuals. Come on, hit into the green. Your group stands off the green, allowing them to hit. And once they've hit... You can continue putting as they approach the green. Eventually, you can let them finish on the green and move on to the next hole. It's just the right thing to do. You don't have to do it every hole, but if it's becoming every couple of holes, they are right there with you, then you need to make an adjustment. Now, the USGA has some suggestions that can help all of us. The first is tee it forward. Don't be afraid to play the front tees. It is not embarrassing. I think a lot of men don't like to play the front tees because they are considered the ladies' tees. That's not the case. There are tees especially designed for golfers that are older and want to play the golf course shorter. It's also great for people learning the game. You don't need to play a 440-yard par 4 as someone just starting out as a golfer. If you've got a tee that makes it 360, Don't be embarrassed. 
play it. It's there for everyone. It's not a ladies' tea. It's not a kids' tea. It's a tea to help you enjoy the game so much more. Now, the USGA suggests try alternate forms of play to speed up your round, match play, Stableford, best ball, and other formats are easy and fun alternatives to individual stroke play because not every player has to hole out on every hole. Minimize your time on the tee. This is very, very easy. Let's don't get into, well, who has the honor? Who had the best score on the last hole? When you're ready, hit it. The first person on the tee should always just hit the golf ball. And if you're worried you're going to lose a golf ball, if you hit a shot that's off mark, if it's near water and trees, hit a provisional ball. Just in case your ball is lost or out of bounds, it just keeps the process moving along. Plan your shot before you get to the ball. Once you're off the tee, think ahead. Determine your yardage. Make your club selection before it's your turn to play very often. You can do this while others are playing without disruption. If you can take your glove off between shots, have it back on before it's your turn to play. Even a small step like that will save time. Now, keep your pre-shot routine short. We just talked about this. Pick your line of play once and trust yourself. Try to take no more than one practice swing, then set up to the ball and play your shot. Most importantly, be ready to hit when it is your turn. Be efficient after your shot to start moving toward your next shot promptly. The USGA suggests aim to play in 20 seconds. From club selection to pre-shot routine to pulling the trigger, Strive to hit your shot in 20 seconds when it is your turn to play. Help keep play moving at a brisk pace. The USGA also says develop an eye for distance. You don't have to step off yardage for every shot. When using a cart, if you're sharing a cart, use the buddy system. Don't wait in the cart while your cartmate hits and then drive to your ball. Get out and walk to your ball with a few clubs. Be ready to play when it is your turn, and then your cartmate can pick you up at the conclusion of your shot. Be helpful to others in your group. Follow the flight of all tee shots, not just your own. Once in the fairway, help others look for the ball. If you already know the location of yours, and help each other out. Filling a divot, rake a bunker for another player if needed. Be ready to attend the flagstick for others. This is important. Keep up with the group in front of you. Your correct position on the course is immediately behind the group in front of you, not immediately in front of the group behind you. Arrive at your next shot just before the group in front leaves the area in front of you. If you are constantly not able to keep up and a gap opens in front of you, invite the group behind you to play through, irrespective of the number of players in the group. Be efficient on the putting green, mark your ball, lift clean, and then put the ball back in place, ready to go. Remember that picking up your ball is permitted by the USGA handicap system. If not in an individual stroke play competition, it is generally okay to pick up your ball and move on to the next hole if you're out of a hole and want to maintain a pace of play. And the other suggestion from the USGA to improve pace of play, don't have time Play nine. You won't always have time in your schedule for 18 holes, but you can still enjoy the game by playing nine. It's fully compatible with both the rules of golf and the USGA handicap system. And when it comes to golf, nine is better than none. 
So aware of your surroundings. Make sure you understand where people are behind you. I think a great suggestion is play in the time of day where it's less busy, where you don't have to worry about allowing people to go around you all the time. Play a golf course that fits your ability. And I'll say this, as someone that's worked at golf courses, this might be one of the most important things you can do. I don't want to tell anyone, don't play this golf course that is a championship course or beautiful, whatever the case may be, just because you're not a good golfer. But also understand if you play a very difficult golf course and you are someone that's not great at the game as of yet or may never be, it's going to be really hard on you. It's going to take a lot of shots. You might lose a lot of golf balls. And for the price, I'm not sure it's worth it for you. And play the front tees or a set of tees that fit your ability. Let's make the game more enjoyable. Pace of play is very, very important. And hopefully some of these suggestions can help you as you play your next round of golf. All right, I'm Darren Pritchett. This is The Golf Show presented by Michelob Ultra on your home of the Fighting Irish and today's Blue Goal game, which gets underway at 1.30 with our pregame. And the game gets underway at 2 o'clock right here on Sports Radio 960 WSBT South Bend. Welcome back to The Golf Show presented by Michelob Ultra on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. My name is Darren Pritchett. The PGA Tour was at Hilton Head last weekend. The RBC Heritage, a great golf tournament following a week at Augusta National. Oftentimes, the feel for this golf tournament, not one of the strongest due to players mentally and physically fatigued in playing at Augusta National, trying to win that green jacket. But This year, it is a designated event, which means bigger payouts and all the stars are lined up to play in this golf tournament, including Masters champion John Rahm. Rahm could have bowed out of this golf tournament. Instead, he said, I made a commitment. I'm standing by it. And there are youngsters out there that want to see the guy who just won the green jacket the weekend before. So Rahm decided to play in this golf tournament. And after kind of an up-and-down first round, shooting a 72, Rom shot 64, 69, and 68, a tie for 15th place at minus 11, six shots out of the lead, and tied for 15th in a designated event, makes you $335,000. The winner in a playoff was Matthew Fitzpatrick of England. He won a three-hole playoff against Jordan Spieth. Fitzpatrick was the 54-hole leader, fell behind Spieth by two shots on the back nine, but recovered, and Fitzpatrick even had a reasonable birdie putt on 17 and 18 to take the lead or win the golf tournament. The putts wouldn't fall. Spieth had a glorious chance on the second playoff hole to win the championship, and the putt lift out. But on the third playoff hole, Fitzpatrick with a... Long iron, actually, I should say a short iron, knocked it to two feet and knocked it in for birdie and won his second PGA Tour title. What's interesting about Fitzpatrick, he won the U.S. Open last summer at Brookline in Massachusetts, the same place where he won a national amateur championship, a golf course he was very familiar with. Well, his second championship is a golf course he is very familiar with. 
Fitzpatrick and his family, when he was younger, spent a lot of time in Hilton Head. That was their vacation destination. They actually, at times, made the trip during the PGA Tour stop at Hilton Head. So this is a golf course he knew very well. And for the second time, that course knowledge helped him win on the PGA Tour. So with this being a designated event, Fitzpatrick won $3.6 million. You had Jordan Spieth, who lost in the playoff, who shot 68, 67, 66, 66, and that doesn't win. Wow. But still made $2.1 million. We talked a lot about Patrick Cantlay in our opening segment. Cantlay shot 69, 65, 66, 68, one shot behind the leaders, making $1.3 million. Xander Shoffley shot a 66 in the final round, two back. Sahith Thagala is playing great golf, the rookie. 14 under par, three back. He shot a 65 on Sunday. That golf course was there for the taking on Sunday. We we saw some low scores and a great final three in Fitzpatrick, Spieth, and Cantlay with really a great leaderboard chasing them. So Matthew Fitzpatrick wins at Hilton Head for a second PGA Tour title. And now it is a team play event this weekend the Zurich Classic of New Orleans. Fitzpatrick is actually playing with his brother. All right, we'll take a look at that golf tournament next week here on the Golf Show, presented by Michelob Ultra on your home of the Fighting Irish in in today's Blue Goal game, Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Final segment for the Golf Show, presented by Michelob Ultra on WSBT Radio. Good morning, Darren Pritchett with you. World Golf Rankings entering this weekend's action. The top 10 features American Will Zalatoris at number 10. Will's going to be falling down the rankings because he's not going to play golf for a while. He had surgery on two herniated discs, so Zalatoris not long for the top 10. At number 9, American Jordan Spieth. He says he is playing as well as he did seven, eight years ago when he went on a major run. Nearly won last weekend at the Heritage, so Spieth's game looks really good. Also performed extremely well at Augusta National. Number eight, the winner last week at the Heritage, England's Matthew Fitzpatrick. He is the second highest ranked Englishman. We'll get to number one in a moment. Number seven on the list is American Max Homa, the California Golden Bear, moving up the rankings at number seven. Cameron Smith is number six, no longer a member of the PGA Tour, a member of the Live Golf Tour. They do not get points for the World Golf Rankings in those 54-hole shotgun tournaments, so Smith's going to be sliding down the top ten. American Xander Shoffley comes in at number five. At number four is Patrick Cantlay. Number three, the top Englishman, Rory McIlroy. Number two in the world, boy, it takes something to knock this guy off the top of the hill because he has been playing terrific for over a year. Scotty Scheffler, right now number two in the world and barely behind the new number one. The winner of the Masters, Spain's John Rahm, sits atop the world golf rankings. 
This has been the Golf Show presented by Michelob Ultra here on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. My name is Darren Pritchett. Thank you so much for joining me. Enjoy your weekend of golf, whether it be out on the golf course or watching some PGA Tour down in New Orleans. We have the Blue Goal Game live here on WSBT Radio today. Pre-game show starts at 1.30. I'll be joined by Eric Hansen for the call, which begins at 2 o'clock. Have a wonderful weekend. I'll talk to you again on Monday with Budweiser's Weekday Sports Speed at 5 o'clock and next Saturday at 8 a.m., the Golf Show, presented by Michelob Ultra on WSBT. This has been the Corona Premier Golf Show, presented by Corona Premier, locally distributed by United Beverage Company of South Bend. Also brought to you by Edward Jones, making sense of investing. And by Erskine Park Golf Course, El Bell Park Golf Course, and Studebaker Park Golf Course. Hear the Corona Premier Golf Show every Saturday morning at 8, or catch the podcast at WSBTRadio.com or on the WSBT Radio app. Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 